Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the Funcast. It's Monday. We're all here. It's a full barn today, so it's going to be a good night. So how's everybody doing? Great. Good. Fantastic, Trent. How about yourself? Oh, never better. Never better. I want to thank everybody for following along. We do appreciate it. Um, if you're following along, um, start in the chat. Uh, last amateur hour, we had a lot going on in the chat, which was great. Made it fun for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that way we're just not talking off our agenda. So we'll talk about what you want to talk about. So um, how can everybody get a hold of us, Joey? Uh, on our socials for Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Heartland Pulse. Search us on Facebook and YouTube, just Pulse of the Heartland. And we are live right now every Monday and Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Central. And then, like Trent said, the chats are always open in Twitter, uh, YouTube, and I believe Twitch as well. So we can jump on your questions and whatever you want from there. Yeah. What are you drinking, Joey? Uh, vodka and Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. And where are you drinking, Vodka. Uh, and oh, Mountain I'm, in te- I'm in Texas. Bat- Texas. Not Baton Rouge, Texas. Port Arthur, Texas. Jesus Christ. Ah, I see. Yep. Been here since Friday evening. Watched uh, the Hawkeyes let me down in every sport possible except women's basketball. So that was good. Yeah. Good thing women's basketball is your favorite, Joey. Hell yeah. Uh, my second favorite team, the U, still going strong on the men's side and the women are currently beating the one seed indiana by two with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter so if you hear me just yell the you you know what's going on <laughs> i thought you'd be cranked that soldier boy you <laughs> there we go <laughs> what do you drink it I've got an Elijah Craig rye whiskey uh, old-fashioned on my hand here, Trent. Mm, sounds delicious. It's pretty tasty. Yeah. Ryan, what are you drinking? Uh, I've just got some vitamin C water tonight. Got to keep that immune system up. Yeah, so nobody really told me that once I had a baby, I'd be sick every other week. But here we are. Uh, I had a coworker tell me shortly after I started at Sanford that Amelia will be sick until she goes away to college, and so will I, and it is true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's every other week. Finally, I'm on the good side of things, and well, that was a fun week. Yeah, now we're back. Get yourself some airborne, some vitamin C, cough drops. Yep. You're, you're good to go. Yep. I was gonna say, Ryan, is it you're still a baby? Like I didn't miss like five years of podcasting in a coma or anything that I could. She, yeah. she just turned one two weeks ago, so no, she's still a baby. I've got a long eight, seventeen years left with her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep, only seventeen more years of being sick. Yep. Speaking of illness, we uh, just had a birthday party this weekend, and uh, there are now nine confirmed stomach bug illnesses from attendees at our party so super spreader event Uh, yeah (laughs) it was it was a good party so at least it wasn't the vid i guess that's the most important part yep yep what about you bryant what are you drinking 
Well, I'm, I'm child free, carefree, and sickness free down here. So I'm just I'm enjoying a nice little diet coke. <laughs> as, as a treat. Uh, that is a treat. How about you, Trent? What are you sipping on? Uh, I am drinking a bullet bourbon, old fashioned. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. Well, cow. So if it's bullet uh, bourbon, I, I mean, I know there's like proofs, but they should really put a caliber on that thing where, you know, like Bacardi 151. That should be their 50 cal. And then they should kind of go down to, you know, 45. Nine, nine mil. Possible. Yeah. 12 gauge. I like it. Get some slugs. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm fucking, I thought of that in half a second after hearing bullet bourbon for the first time ever. Bullet, hire me, please, for the love of God. What, why are you not on for the love team, of God? <laughs> why are you not on their marketing team? Uh, they're missing a lot of talent out here in Old Ames, Iowa. So you would be deadly. Yeah, get it? Uh, I do get it. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, what well, we've been doing these lists? They've been kind of fun. Um, this this week we got top three favorite sports days of the year. Um, so just your you know random day. Could be like I gave the examples, um, you know, Super Bowl, maybe the Daytona 500. I don't know. Maybe you're a NASCAR guy. I don't think NASCAR made any of our top threes, though. So uh, we'll jump into it. Clark, you're first on the list here. What are your top threes? So my top three favorite sports days ever, starting with number three on the list, is the old College World Series First weekend. Ooh. Uh, it's tradition there for a while to go with a group of friends. We'd just get a hotel room, go up to Omaha, and uh, go to the ballpark. Just watch baseball for a couple days and enjoy the beer garden and other things in Omaha. So it was always a good time, good memories. Oh, so that's why I had to put it on the list. Uh, number two, sticking in the amateur sports arena i'm going with march madness's uh first weekend like i can't just narrow it down to thursday because a lot of times that majority of that day is spent at work but uh definitely the excitement of the day definitely has you uh you know propping the phone up having with the games playing just one after another trying to watch the end of a bunch of these games as they finish super exciting you just can't help but watch um but my all-time Favorite sports day in all of the year is definitely NFL week one opening Sunday. That's when all of the offseason shenanigans and talk come to uh, fruition. Mm. And uh, it's time to start backing up what you've been saying all offseason. So I, it's my favorite day. Just go find a walk-on. So that's where I was this past uh, year after uh, church one day and watching like six games all at once. It was fantastic. They've That's been a lot more. Lives. They've been a lot more fun the last few years, though, haven't they, Clark? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's been some times I didn't look forward to the Chiefs season because <laughs> it was like, how can we embarrassingly lose at the beginning every single year? But now we're now it's a lot more fun, to say the least. You know, uh, I think everything's been a lot more fun since Patrick uh, Lavon Mahomes II became a part of my life. I, I would agree. I would concur 100%. Going full name on this one, huh? Good for you. Oh, yeah. We're, we're tight. The most fun when he came into Bryant and I's life. 
Wait, are you a Chiefs fan now? Because of your shirt? No, when he played at Texas Tech and couldn't oh. be our middle linebacker playing quarterback. Ah. He's given me good memories even longer than Clarkson from the Chiefs, even before that. <laughs> I just didn't know if Trent just virtually switched teams like I'm about to, so I didn't know. <laughs> uh, they're my AFC team. Come on. Oh, God. I uh, I will admit, though, and I, I do not delete the Facebook status. Every year it comes up because, again, our only exposure was, yeah, he was kind of like the – I'm going to say the equivalent is Anthony Richardson because everyone's saying it. But when I heard that my team traded up multiple spots and multiple picks to move up to 10 to draft a quarterback that I saw losing Ames by 56 points, I almost drove my car off the fucking road. I did. This was also the year after it was like we drafted Kareem Hunt and they go, this guy's never fumbled in college. Four years, four years started, never fumbled. The first carry is a chief he fumbled. So I was just like, this fucking organization. And now look where we're at. That, Wait, that, that was in six years. That was purely the announcer's curse, though. Like they had to say it as they were like handing him the ball. Huge run and fumbles it like inside the five. Oh, come on. There's there was a lot of announcers this weekend trying to do that with March Madness, I noticed. This guy yeah. doesn't miss in these situations. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. yeah right before always... Spencer Lee got pinned, it was. Oh, he. I don't think he's ever been pinned in college. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's always they're always bringing it up. It's he's a ninety-four percent free throw shooter. Right. He ain't gonna miss. Doink. Matt, the the announcer's curse is a thing. All right, well, Joey, you're next up on the list here. Oh shit. Okay. Uh. No, I had to narrow mine down because there's a lot of big UFC cards and stuff. But the biggest one of the year for my number three is always the July card, the July 4th card. Yeah. They started doing fight week, uh, international fight week in Vegas during that. So they'll do like a jujitsu match and then a couple. They're probably going to do stupid ass slap league or whatever now. But um, that card is usually the biggest one they put on. It's in the middle of the summer. No one's watching anything besides baseball. And you can get around with your friends. And family during the holiday. So, yeah, the July 4th card for UFC is my number three. Uh, my number two, I don't even have the agenda up because I'm in full screen. Sorry. Joe. I have a uh, college football championship game uh, that Monday. I The only reason it's not my number one is because it's a fucking Monday. Um, I wish it was on a Saturday, just like the Super Bowl should be. But uh, I love college football probably – Probably more than almost any other sport. It's it's my favorite sport, and it's just it's my favorite thing to watch. Uh, the Texas USC Rose Bowl, the Miami Ohio State uh, Tostitos, yeah, was it Fiesta Bowl? I don't remember yeah. their bowl game, the national championship game. Two of my favorite sporting events of all time, just amazing. Um, and then for my number one, always and forever, I don't care who Iowa plays, but the first weekend of college football. You get that Thursday night game, and your blood's just pumping, getting ready for that Saturday slate. It's it's amazing. And they've been doing great kickoff specials the last couple of years. So give me all of the college football stuff. Um, but, yeah, I've got some honorable mentions for the NFL and stuff, but everyone else is doing top three. We can jump into those afterwards. It's weird that you want them to play the college football national championship on a Saturday like they do the, the whole rest of the year, Joey. It's right. a Monday tradition unlike any other, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You know how much meat and be- meat I want to smoke and beers I want to drink and like hang out by the smoker all day for the national championship. Well, you, you what do you want? You don't think it's fun to um, 
work all day and then you have to rush immediately home to get to watch the game immediately. I mean, right. that's a lot of fun. Yeah, watch a game that starts at mid or at uh, eight o'clock that takes four hours to play. Yeah, right. So yeah. stupid. I'm so sleepy by the end of the first quarter. Well, it this year a... you could have just turned it off at that point. You would have been just fine. <laughs> right. It should be. It should be a noon kickoff on Saturday. Ooh. Right. I'd be all That'd about be even that. Better. Uh, you're talking to Big Ten guy here, man. So I'm all for the noon. <laughs> eleven noon. Eleven p.m. noon. Jesus Christ. 11 a.m. noon p.m. kickoff. See, I was complaining that I'm sleepy because it starts too late. Joey likes it to start when the players are still sleepy, so there's no points being scored. That's where you get the defense, man. (laughs) Got it. Yep. All right. Oh, let's see. Bryant next on the list here. Yeah. I made a last-minute switch up to fool you guys. Um, A couple of them college football, but – oh, shit. I put them in the wrong order on this list. Well, number three is – New York six, uh, New York six bowl weekend because it's all of the biggest games of the year. Um, you know we've ar- we've already seen what's going to happen throughout the whole year. You have the biggest games, you know Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl. I- I'm sorry, jo- ever since Joey intoxicated my brain with <laughs> there's too many bowl games, I've had to start agreeing because it's like I could give a shit less about the Bahamas Bowl. You know, let's get to the citrus bowl let's get to the orange bowl all these fun ones so that's number three for me it's all the biggest bowl games uh num- number two uh cyhawk football weekend um there is way too much smack talk on twitter in real life that is living in iowa my whole life that's what we fucking hear for 364 days a year is oh yeah well we we got a who's your fucking new guy mcnamara yeah, okay, McNamara. Oh, we got McNamara. Oh, Deckers is going to be better than McNamara. It's a whole year accumulation of like, this is the, this, you get to talk shit the rest of the year saying, well, we won in football and that ends your arguments. So you're fighting mm-hmm. for that. Um, so that's my number two. And then number one, we just went through it. I, I wasn't even a huge basketball guy growing up. I don't even like the NBA. Love March Madness. This is the one tournament where I could completely fuck up my picks or my team can be absolutely humiliated. And I'm smiling by the end of it because it's like, look how fucking chaotic and and it gives oh, yeah. you a chance. Fairly Dickinson, this team that sh- it technically shouldn't have been in the tournament, they number one overall team in the tournament. I mean, that is, or I'm sorry, uh, not number one overall, but number one seed. You, you know, it, it is literally anyone can beat anyone at any time. You can make the same argument about wrestling, but I mean, it's I don't know. You, you can't beat the chaos of like, all right, well that was a crazy. You know, college football would be like, oh, that was a crazy upset, but I didn't get to watch uh, the 19 other games going on this time. All the games are going on all the times on four different stations. You're just – you're like high on crack for fucking 12 hours watching basketball. Your eyes are bleeding by the end of it. I like it. Yeah, one thing I do want to comment on, comment on your Cyhawk one, that was going to be on my list, but uh, it just – it didn't quite elevate up to there. Um, but – I love that our podcast, we try to keep it down to the week before or then it's like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, $10 bets here and there, but nothing crazy because that gets so fucking annoying. The people that are so adamant about Iowa or Iowa State, either way, losing pisses me the fuck right off. I hate that so much. Yeah. I will always cheer for Iowa State if they're not playing Iowa. Uh, unless it's directly correlated, I do get tired of like, here's Iowa State six weeks later. We're 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 four in, in four. Who gives a shit? We suffer a tough loss, let's say, to Kansas State or something. 
and someone will just comment and be like, man, you know, we've actually grown and developed quite a bit. And some random fucking Hawkeye would just be like, yeah, but you lost week two. Yep. Fuck it. I'm talking about Kansas State. I'm talking about, like, move on from it. Yeah, you get to talk yep. shit, but, like, make it in a Cyhawk-related element, not just, like, invoke that in every conversation because you see it. See yeah, my or, Cyclone Bridge avatar. Yeah, or the Hawkeyes <laughs> have a road to the Big Ten Championship and Cyclone Larry. Remember when you won a game 7-6 to six, and you scored two safeties? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't you talk bad about <laughs> Cyclone Larry. And it probably wasn't even him. It was probably just some other random Cyclone thing. But, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Uh, Ryan, you are up next. All right. Uh, first, uh, I guess my third favorite, uh, Clark has already mentioned it. First week of the NFL. You've gotten past the free agent period, the trades, the the draft, the training camps, preseason, all of this built up to what is it, for one week in September or whatever. Um, just favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite, third favorite time of the year, I guess, sports. Uh, second would be Super Bowl, just huge event. Um, everybody watches it. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter if your team's playing in it. My team has never played in it since I've been alive, so I still watch it. One of these days. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Last year might have been our, our year if we had a defense, but uh, we're not even going to win the NFC North this year. I'm pretty positive. Um and then, then the last is Masters Sunday. You get Jim Nance's uh, nice, calming voice there on the microphone. You get your awesome Sunday Masters nap in between holes 5 and 11 and catch uh, catch holes 12 through 18. Uh, just amazing. It's an amazing tournament, amazing golf course. Uh, it's it's For me, it can't be beaten as a big golf person. Yeah, uh, you and I think alike apparently because uh I'll, I'll do mine real quick you know march madness thursday is mine uh i love that first full day of basketball these random teams i would never watch um you know purdue and fairly dickinson never watching fairly well purdue maybe because they're actually going to be on tv but never heard of the other school i, I can't believe you haven't been dialing up fair dickin and Florida Atlantic all year, Trent. Come on. Yeah, uh, wish I would have. Uh, but no, don't don't get that channel. Apparently, you know, if, <laughs> if there is a channel. Um, and number two, uh, Super Bowl. Um, again, don't care who's playing in it. Uh, I'm watching it every year. And like Ryan said, we you know we've never seen our teams play in it. So th maybe this year, but probably not. But you got the commercials. The commercials, yeah. Those have gotten worse. I agree. Wait, so I don't our, actually watch the game for the game. Out of our group, I have the second most Super Bowl appearances for well, team-wise. It only takes one. Yeah. I've <laughs> had two since I've been watching. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and one of them because our kicker who hadn't missed a field goal all season missed a field goal. Yeah, you can thank us. Nope. Blair, Blair Walsh? Or we'd be tied. <laughs> that, that's happened before, but no, that was good old Gary, Gary Anderson. Oh, sorry. I believe Mort was on uh, the Falcons at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, number one, same as Ryan again. Hello, friends. Uh, the <laughs> Masters Sunday. Um, I 
I love everything about the Masters. We're like three weeks out right now. Pumped. Trent loved the Masters so much. I, I do believe he got married the weekend it was on. Sure did. Uh, so I planned it just right. Uh, I, I got married the weekend Patrick Reed won it, so I wouldn't have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> He's your favorite defending champion, though. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nope. Didn't didn't have to watch. I was too busy getting married. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> the only reason I didn't have masters because I, I love it. I used to take off work to just watch it all day. I fall asleep too easy, man. Like, like it is so comforting, and I love the, it's so it's such a beautiful. It is. You know the music and everything. Jim Nance, nice soft voice going on, and I'll just like fall asleep for like an hour. I'm like I missed a lot of great shots in there. So right, you fall asleep just... with Avengers movies. It doesn't take a soft voice. <laughs> um, yeah, I fell asleep on Mission Impossible Five during the whole like car chase scene and and like where he's plunging underwater to get him. And everything. I fell asleep for 45 minutes of that movie, but I woke up and caught the end of it. I was a little confused, but I got it. <laughs> There's only one person Just in my the, life I've ever seen fall asleep faster than you. It's my uncle Wayne, who was on the very first Combat Sports podcast. I saw him fall asleep while grilling and holding a beer, leaning up next to a garage post, a garage door, like the middle beam. <laughs> Felt snoring asleep. It was amazing. Oh my lord! So I like the Masters so much that in 2020, mm-hmm. you know, COVID hit. They didn't have the Masters in the spring. I just YouTubed Masters final rounds, and you can just find all kinds of Sunday Masters <laughs> rounds. And I watched four rounds. I watched Tigers. I think I watched Bubba's mm-hmm. first win. You know, I just didn't find anything. What, were you not a native Iowan? Get Zach Johnson's in there, dude. I did watch Zach Johnson's. Okay. Yeah. I love a Masters like that, too. The course beats those guys up. Zach Johnson, didn't he win with like a score of one or two under? Something okay. crazy like that. So I, I do like watching that. But. That that is on that that is the one of the best things because like immortalizing history, the six teams that are beating ones, we're always going to remember uh, UM, UMBC. We're always going to remember Fairleigh Dickinson. Same thing with Masters. We're always going to remember the Green Jackets. Ever if you win one, immortalized. That that is the best part about that tournament. Yeah, what did it say um, on full swing like? Rory was like, I love the history of the game. He's like, I can name like the last 50 Masters winners or something like that. It's crazy. Every single, no, he can name every single. Like in order. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Ben Hogan. Aaron Hannon could do that with uh, Triple Crown winners on The Office. So (laughs) that was her special talent. Well, y'all want to hop into the movie minute here? Yeah. Let's start Um, with Mando. Yeah, well, now that The Last of Us is over, um, yeah, I, I don't have anything to talk about, guys. You need to start a new show. Yeah, start Mando. No. Do you want a recommendation? I got one for you. Wait, what is it? It stars Brian Cranston, so I know you're going to like it. Okay. Uh, it's called Your Honor on Showtime. And oh. the first season, it's about a dad that his son ends up killing a mob boss's son accidentally. And he saves his son, and then it gets super convoluted and like mixed up with a bunch of gangs and shit. It is amazing. The second season, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what happened to because like they take a little bit of a time lapse between the first season and second season. And there's about six months there that you need to figure out what the fuck happened, and they don't tell you, and you got to kind of figure it out piece by piece. And it's awesome. And it's okay. I'm almost on the second season, so Your Honor on Showtime, Your definitely Honor. recommend. 
Wait, is this a non-HBO show that Joey just suggested? Yeah, I'm running out of HBO shit, so I am. I've started uh, Yellow Jackets, which is also weird and creepy, and I don't. Ryan might like Yellow Jackets. It's got a lot of cult stuff and like horror with it. <laughs> um, not that Ryan's into like cult stuff or anything like that, but he does like horror more than the rest of you. Ryan is but trying it's... to join the cult that's in Spearfish. I mean, just yeah. right up the road. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They had to move. The FBI was on their trail, so they had to sell the property. And move. <laughs> um, I've seen previews for it. It actually looks really interesting. So you're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. See, I knew it. The first episode's awesome, um, and it's. I haven't jumped into it more than that because there's been a little THC taken, so I haven't been uh, paying attention to the greatest. With what that. network is that on, or what streaming service? Showtime. Oh, okay. I can shoot you over those credentials too if you need it. I, you might have to. <laughs> well who wants to start breaking down mando go for it tell us what it was all about do you, do you want me to give my synopsis it's real brief yes yes Woo! this is awesome <laughs> what the hell is this oh nice finish bravo yeah bravo that that was this week's episode for me I, I was I was I was looking for you to explain it to me because yeah the first ten minutes was amazing and then I have no clue what the hell was going on until the last five minutes. Right. I still I still don't understand it and uh, I enjoyed the you know the fifteen minutes the bookend fifteen minutes but yeah uh, that that was my take I feel like the middle was just filler so. I'm yeah. sure there's a purpose to it, but. Uh... So I, I put some notes in there. And for those that, you know, either are watching or, or that have been watching or, or listening. I mean, yeah, the, the middle was just all of these ex-imperial employees that they're now trying to like rehab and or am, their amnesty program, whatever you want to call it, and get them correlated in. And that Dr. Pershing or whatever, first chance he gets an inkling like, hey, so you're doing evil research, right? He's like, oh, it wasn't that evil. It's like, why don't you continue? It's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. It was just like. He just went immediately back evil or, or mm-hmm. you know, making him think that it was going to be for the right. And I don't know. There was a couple action sequences, like when they were in the train and they were like kind of navigating away from the, the tickets, please robot or whatever. Um, but, you know, it was just like, I, I, I don't know, man. It, like you said, it was just very far fetched um, that we're, we're always going to see whatever short hair was. Um, sorry, let me get the, get her name pulled up here. Elia Kane, you know, we're, we're mm-hmm. obviously going to see her again. All she did was use them to, to gather supplies and, and move on with it. But yeah, it, it was so weird to like make a huge hype of bring this character back and then they erase his mind, you know? So, it, so I like how Bryant says it's very far fetched. You're, you're talking about Star Wars, right? Isn't yeah. the whole thing pretty far fetched? <laughs> you you want to know my favorite part about this episode? Yes. This device they used to wipe his brain is actually just two C-arms in an AP and lateral position just taped together. But they have lasers that are coming out of the cathode to the tube side. And and yeah, they're the I.I. side. And and that's what fries his brain. It's it's, it's a C-arm. So have we tried this? Should we get two (laughs) C-arms? Yeah, and just turn turn it up and just hold on the voltage. You hit one button. High-level fluoro all the way. 
I'll hit one button. We'll just. You know, none of us are nuke med, right? You, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, this is X-ray. This is X-ray. It's X-ray. my boy. <laughs> when, you're, when you're talking CR, it, it's I, I basic. Most of us actually understand what's going on here, Brian. So you sit back on this one. Yeah. <laughs> you're the minority here. That knows what's going on. You just comment or, or, or let us know. Text us. I don't give a shit. And we'll hear zero more people that know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> there is one person watching, and it may be one of their wives that also works on that field. So, probably. <clears throat> 100% yeah, but of yours. only done CT. She doesn't know what a CRM looks like either. So, I bet she looks like a C. Shots fired. We'll probably appreciate this one later on. Th- this one was a very, like, I'm watching the Mandalorian for Mandalorian. Uh, you know, I, I think they're going to use that cloning. That was what Grogu was in season one the whole thing they talked about specifically it's to clone two people so they've already got the half of it with grogu who are they going to put the force into on the other side oh that's our going to be our big bad here you know so um yeah other than that i was pretty upset that bo katan um hadn't took her helmet off because she was cleansed in the living waters and they go oh now you're part of our way now and i don't get a look at her face anymore that's well even more pissed off uh, well, I guess I'm even more pissed off about that she didn't stand up for herself and like, hey, I have the dark saber now because I believe she still has it because she took it from, or did she give it back to Dinju? Dinjarin? I believe Dinjarin, sorry. Yeah, did she give it back to him? Because she had it when she was fighting off the... I believe she did. Okay. Well, we didn't, I don't know if we saw that. Anyway. But she gave it back, but it was one of those like she held it and he like grabbed it, but she wouldn't let go of uh. it. He's like, yeah. you can let go now. And she's like, oh, 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 yeah, sorry. Yeah. But she should, I don't know. I, I'm all for her using her platform and trying to become the leader of the Mandos. Like, someone fucking needs to because that fucking, if we're going back to cult shit, they aren't going to do anything because that's not the way. Fuck that shit. You're Joey's, not going to come back to prominence. Joey's a feminist through and through, even in the Star Wars universe. Exactly. He thought the Ray trilogy wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> Took me a second, but no, I, I no, I, I like this episode. Like you guys said, the the sandwiching, the bookends of it, but I didn't like anything in between. Yeah, I actually uh, pulled the Bryant on this episode with twenty minutes to go. Woke up and I'm like, well, I missed the last five minutes at least, so I need to finish this tomorrow. Yeah, I'll notice it. I'll kind of like I'll feel my eyes getting heavy. And, and it's like, I'll wake up, it's a different thing. I go, yep, just pause it. I just got to stop. I, I can't really. An episode like this one, it is tough. Because it's just like huge action to get you pulled in. And then here's your 45 minutes of bureaucratic watching someone in their cubicle do meaningless shit. I do that eight hours a day, Disney+. Plus. I see oh, people yeah. doing nothing in their cubicles. All... Just give me the, the pew-pews and the lightsabers. I'm a very... I love how That's we... the worst part is that was the longest episode of the season so far. Yeah. I love how he went from like this big ass speech in front of the whole new republic and all the like higher ups to working at a desk. What do you think he makes a year? Like four sandwiches? I don't know. <laughs> how many units? That 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 is always my favorite. And like in these, like again, we always talk about jizz's space jazz. You know, they have all these word different words, and then their money is just units. It's like yeah, I can't like a guy that really likes dude. units. So yeah. But they're space units. Ooh. Or like Is that what it was? 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 Is that what
Isn't uh, didn't they use units in Guardians of the Galaxy too? Yeah. So it, that must be the standardized space uh, money then. Yeah, it, it's, it's got to be like every universe. Yeah. It, it's come on, Joe. Better. You got that one. It's way better, and I've been re- rereading the books. It's way better than Harry Potter currency. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever read in my life, and I love Harry Potter. But 21 canuts equals one sickle. 17 sickles equals one galley. Shut the fuck up and make, give it, make it by twos or fives, J.K. Rowling. I know you wrote the books 25 years ago, but it makes me angry to this day still. I'm rereading How many shroot bucks equal a unit is all I care about. <laughs> I said it's space cash. Space cash, yeah. Space From cash, homie. Oh, yes. Good call. Baby Farts you, McGee's baby. Woo! Big ol' upset. 70-68 final over Big Ten champions. Indiana. Big Ten blows. Indiana yeah. blows. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Both can be factual. No, mutually exclusive. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to next week. Hopefully they keep growing. Make the just make the the B plot just a little bit shorter. I, I'm I'm here to not look at Pedro Pascal's face. I'm here to listen to his voice. Okay. Hopefully mm. that was, you know, maybe going forward. Like, okay, we know their story. We know their situation. Here's five minutes if you have to yes. continue telling their story. But uh, yeah, I've had a, I've had enough. I really don't need any more than like ten minutes of that again. Yeah, maybe. or jump straight into it like. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, where the ooze comes in and they make Super Shredder, like jump straight into that shit. Let us see what the experiments are. Yeah. I swear if they start driving Vespa scooters, I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I want them to incorporate Teenage Mutant. I want Krang to be part of the Star Wars universe oh, now, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's another idea for top three. They come, they come up from the bottom of Coruscant. You think the, the tunnels down there, they got to be massive. Those turtles got to be huge. Hmm. Big old turtles. I believe one of them is a mythosaur, is what I've been told. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least we know the names of shit this time. Last That's... time we're, oh, uh, the big old beast thing underwater. That that was us just the whole time. And then the lightsaber go pew pew. <laughs> so I, I'm glad we're learning some of the names of shit now. Wikipedia, baby. <laughs> that That is actually... One of the better things in the Star Wars universe is their Wikipedia is called Wikipedia. I'll agree yeah. with that. So it's actually come, it derives from a fan site called Fandom, and then they break it down into like universes as genres. So there's a Game of Thronespedia, a Wikipedia, all, all kinds of stuff from a website called Fandom. I'm trying to think of a Star Wars Wikipedia. Wookie cookie. Wookie Wikipedia. Is there, is there a baked goods site called Cookiepedia? Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there a meat website called Barbecuepedia? Uh, is there a Hawaiian site called Tikipedia? All right, enough of this. Yeah, I'm tired of it too. <laughs> I just want to be the last one because I'm the most creative. <laughs> I bet Joey knows about the Chicago PDpedia though. <laughs> Move on from Ion, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we just work the bandaid off and talk about our NCA teams? Yeah, you guys can start. We'll make another drink. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak off, guys. Enjoy your time uh, talking basketball. Uh, Kim Mulkey talks coming up, dude. That's things. I will send you my presentation on Kim Mulkey's best moments, and you can put that out there. Leaving do, do, Baylor and going. 
LSU is number one. Yes. Did you oh, have to uh, write this PowerPoint as a uh, part of your uh, master's uh, thesis whenever uh, she was being hired to LSU? She came after. Oh, after I was done. I think the, I think the next year. No, mine was um, how amazing Joe Burrow is at smoking cigars in the locker room. Ah. <laughs> if you if you walk around campus, there's a lot of trees in the bark that have KM plus RV with a heart carved it around it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird since I never even stepped foot on campus. I guess and she's at Baylor at the time, too. It's, it's really because <laughs> she's the one that did it. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my RV? I want to ride my know. RV. Ryan's uh, what thesis or whatever at the end. It, it was just called Ed Orgeron. And then there's like, don't even need to read it. A plus. I will say, yeah. being in Baton Rouge last week, it was the coolest campus I've ever been on because you could tell just the vibes from Coach O and Joe Burrow being there. Coolest campus. Ever. Still lingering oh. around. Uh, mm -hmm. Joey's obviously never been on Southeast Tech's campus. Yeah. <laughs> no, <Nope>. sorry. <laughs> Great campus. Yeah. A lot of history. Oh, there, yeah. 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 Especially 2009 yeah. to 2011. Yeah. All right, you guys have a good one. Bye, Ryan. See you, Ryan. All right, who, who wants to get their torture out of the way about how bad our teams were this last weekend? Um, can we all just go at once, and it'll just be a big mashup of <laughs> suck? Let's just, let's just go in the order of, of our, our heartaches being broken. Joey, why don't you start? Auburn, Iowa. Why the fuck do I got to go first? Because <laughs> they, they lost first. I know. Yes, I know. I get it. Jesus. Don't yell at me now. I'm already grieving. My <laughs> Lord. Uh, well, the weekend started fucking terrible with uh, Iowa losing to Auburn. I don't even know the score of the game. I just don't even care that much. Uh, Hawkeyes just didn't shoot. 83-75. So you, you, yeah. it was a decent score, but yeah. Yeah, they didn't shoot well. Going down the stretch, um, at one point I believe they were up eight or so. But then, yeah, their defense can't stop anybody. It's the exact opposite of the Iowa football team. Um, mm -hmm. It sucks because I think Chris Murray is another generational talent, just like his brother. And I believe they had something going. It just they, they couldn't put it together all season. So good for Auburn and Bruce Pearl. I believe they lost the next game, though. So, uh, yeah, to Houston. Houston's Houston. still in. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Iowa just – I just – didn't do well. So do you that's think all I got from that? You it think started my weekend in, off bad. Do you think them playing in Birmingham made any difference with it being a pseudo home game? I don't know because I've been to Birmingham and there aren't a lot of Auburn fans. It's mostly Bama fans. I know it's only two and a half hours away, but still, it, it's not like everyone in Birmingham is going to that fucking game. I don't. If you looked at the stands, they didn't look packed regardless. So I don't. I don't think that made a huge difference. I, I just think they just didn't didn't play well as a team and just lost their shot going down the stretch. And if anyone's ever played basketball before or golf or any other sport with a ball in it, you know that that can happen. So. That narrows it down quite a bit. You're welcome. A sport involving a ball definitely well, yeah, doesn't because you can lose your shot. Good. I mean, you can in wrestling and combat sports too. I suppose <laughs> if you just can't connect anymore, but. Yeah, if, if the ball just isn't going in anymore and you just keep shooting and keep shooting uncontested threes and they aren't falling, it's it's a it's a fucking deal breaker, man. They had six individuals in double digit scoring. Now they're all like ten to eleven 
one had 19, but like, right. that's tough, dude. If you don't have your Chris Murray going off for 30 or something, right? Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you stop when it's like, all right, we've got this guy down. Oh, pass it to him. Oh, and he sunk a three. All right, now we're going to focus on – that's tough, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, if you have no answer down the stretch, then it's, it's hard to stay in the game. And the other team, I mean, we've all been on the winning end of this thing. If you just keep making the shots, you're just going to keep making the shots. Like, it's just the momentum just keeps going. So I don't have to explain momentum to anyone else. We've already had plenty of science uh, on this podcast tonight. So, yeah, that's how the Hawks lost. They lost momentum. There you go. Well, we can give you a physics lesson later. Well, Joey, at least your team had momentum to lose because the Cyclone game where we lost 59-41 to to Iowa State, holy fuck, we couldn't buy a shot at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, being down twenty-two to two, it, is there any momentum oh. in that? Man, I I was I was so happy and so disappointed in our team because if you hadn't heard or been under a rock, the rims were crooked. We reported it before the game and go, hey, uh, these rims are crooked. Can we fix them? And while they're fixing the rims, the other team just gets pit gets to warm up the whole time. And I go, perfect. We got an excuse. Um, then when the, with the straightened rims, they go, Hey, do you want to have any practice on this? And we go, nah, we got it. And then we didn't score for the first, a score of field goal. Sorry for the first 10 minutes. We actually even hit all our free throws. We, I think we missed one or two of them in the first 10 minutes. So we had two points, but, um, yeah, shooting on the rim that wasn't crooked in the second half wasn't any better. It was actually probably worse. At one point, they were, what, 3 of 22? I think I think so. from the field, it was not great. It, and then they made a couple be... garbage time baskets. But yeah. they, they, they only shot, like, at one point, it was 19% from the field they were shooting. Well, Ooh. we, uh, we Ooh, ended with I shooting. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't know it was so bad that it was 22 to 2. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you guys, but I remember I was driving from Baton Rouge to here and I turned it on or checked the score and they were down nine. I was like, man, that's not good, guys. I didn't realize it was that bad. Holy shit. So you you know why you didn't hear my angry tirades in the comments if it would have been somewhat competitive and I'm angry because we're not winning. We were so blown out, Joey. It was like comically, I was laughing because it was like John Walters, if you've ever heard him, he's pretty pro i love john walters he's not biased at all yeah well (laughs) but but regardless he's a very good announcer and he was like and we've hit the eight minute mark and there's no field goals for iowa state we've hit the nine hit the 10 minute mark and and like trent said we get to the second half and they damn near do the same thing man it was it was the first 10 minutes i think it was four to six points and Mm -hmm. it was just uh we actually ended the game if if this uh we, we shot 23% from the floor, 14 for 60, including two for 21 from three, and so not, shot 9% from the three-point line. You know what pisses me off more about this, and I didn't see it until just now? We shot 14 of 60. You know what pitch shot? 14 for 41. They, they yeah. only made is equal amount of baskets, but we are so incredibly terrible in that game. Oh, and we also hit a – Trent, you, you know what our field, uh, free throw percentage was? I'm guessing under 50%. Uh, well, yeah, 58. Okay. I mean, it's like, I'm not saying it would have felt any better if this was 59-47, but it would have sure looked fucking better. You know, I just, next year, man, TJ's got to get a shooter. I think he's been looking at the guard from Minnesota. 
we need to get a shooter that can create a shot. We're gonna have we're still gonna have solid defense with Omaha and, and Millen coming in. Mm-hmm. We need to, someone that can create a fucking shot and make some jump shots, dude. We we need to have an offense because this was this was reminiscent of a, of last year. That this didn't happen all this year, an incredibly terrible offense until you know we get into a game that, that we don't. I wouldn't even say we got to the point where we couldn't bully them, but you know the refs weren't calling the game well. We weren't getting a shot. We just couldn't get out of a slump. TJ's got to, you've got to coach them out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so bad that I, you know, when I finally turned it on, cause I didn't get back to Brandon until like the second half mm-hmm. and they're, you know, you just know they're not going to win. Like they're not coming back from this. And I'm just like, you know, it's just so bad. I'm just like, eh, eh, whatever we're done. I had a lot of pit guys in my mentions. Cause I threw out a stat on a cyclone larry tweet and they're all just commenting on it and everything man they 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 are a very um sensitive fan base it seems Ooh. like you talk shit about our team we, we we won our first four game it's like you lost the next round to xavier so congrats on your round of 32 i i mean again you know no one's going to be happy with the end result except for the champion this year so i mean yep. is what it is but i don't know it, it was a it was a humbling experience, but the one thing I think was fucking hilarious was going back to the Cyhawk um, after that game where Iowa couldn't stop anyone. Uh, there's a Fran McCaffrey book like Championship Defense, and he hasn't made the Sweet 16, and everyone's really piling on. That's funny. And then we have our the worst offensive performance we've had all year. And there's there was a TJ Otzelberger offensive efficiency book that was being sold on the same website. It's like, Jesus Christ. So it was like it's, it's, people were posting. It's like, how many wins does this team make? The the TJ offense and the Fran defense. Maybe <laughs> oh, worse than the two and twenty two year. It might be. <laughs> That's terrible. That is so bad. God. Uh, all right. Well, um, the only one that hasn't spoke here, he he gets to actually talk about a win. Yeah. There there was a short lived moment of happiness here. Uh, Kansas started off well. They played opening day on Thursday, uh, one of the earlier games, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. So they played the, the Kansas is a one seed. They played number 16, Howard, and uh, that was a bloodbath slaughter. Uh, Kansas won that game 96 to 68. Uh, covered the point spread, I think it was 22 points. So good to see that happen. Um, but yeah, so they advanced and uh, got to play again on Saturday, um, and that was against the Razorbacks of Arkansas. And uh, Kansas had the lead for most of that game, and then uh, you could tell that they really missed Bill Self down the stretch. Whenever uh, things needed a little better management, um, you know, call a timely uh, timeout, maybe stop some momentum, or uh, draw up a better play for your. Uh, coming from behind by three basket instead of uh you know going for the layup maybe get a better shot with less than 10 seconds left uh for three whenever you got so many good shooters but yeah it it just seemed like they really missed uh coach bill self there on saturday to me um i feel like he was a big difference but it's okay we got to see coach muscleman without a shirt so we all you know (laughs) we all benefited from uh the razorbacks winning here more like so do you have to live in arkansas west now for a year or how does that work 
I'm really confused. They get to Joey. they get to call it Arkansas now instead of Arkansas. Oh, oh so you're saying call is it Kansas Arkansas for the next year because Arkansas yeah. won? Yeah. yeah. No, you have to pronounce Arkansas correctly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not the Arkansas River running through Wichita anymore. Yeah, it's not the Arkansas River. Actually, they need to call it the University of Kansas. That those are the rules now. <laughs> Dems the rules. I like it. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, the hope of having a back-to-back two-time KU national championship is dead. Uh, Mm. but the year's not over. They still are reigning national champs. So enjoy it for the next week, at least, or two weeks. I think it is two weeks. Yep. Um, but diet Kansas, they're, they're going to the sweet 16, baby. Uh, Coach Jerome Tang's first year as head coach seems to be a solid one. Uh, Marquise Knowles playing great. Keontae Johnson's hitting some big shots. Uh, they're looking pretty good. Uh, they do have a tough matchup coming up. They're playing against Michigan State um, on Thursday at 530. So Michigan State, uh, never doubt Coach Izzo. He's, he's always got that team going at the right time. So. I, I don't like how much because again I try to hate Kansas State because fuck them I don't know why you know I just don't <laughs> like, I don't like how Jerome Tang makes me like them enough you know same thing with their football coach I got no issue with their football coach Kleinman doing the right thing but I hate how Tang makes me like him because his quote about uh, the Kansas State win versus Kentucky we had more dudes than they did today. That was the quote. You know, we got more dudes out there, man. They're banging. They're just dudes. You know, that was like his whole speech. I go, yeah, I, I absolutely get it. That's speaking <laughs> in my layman terms. They had dudes. Yep. <laughs> Gotta love it. Well, you get to see more Coach Tang uh, dial in on Thursday. So, yeah. Uh, who, who did they play Thursday? Michigan State. Dude, I, I mean, Tang versus Izzo. I think Kansas State's a better team. I think Izzo just keeps him going, dude. Izzo, it, he's Mr. March for a reason. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I just – I feel so stupid. That now you're watching through. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't he pull these upsets off? Because, it's it, you know, it's Izzo in these situations. And it's like, why would I have Duke going to the Sweet 16 first year coach, even though they have all the talent? But right. That's why there's never been a perfect bracket, I guess. We could talk about this more on Thursday, but is it just me or does it feel like a UConn year after the first couple rounds? Yeah, sneaky, sneaky, and be good. They they beat yeah, Iowa good. State this year, so I mean, they it, it's going to be Bryant hoping for a meteor. Alabama versus Texas. Ah, uh, oh, oh. Well, one of my final yeah, fourteen right. was out because I rooted for the bad guys, and I was Duke. So. Hmm. So, but yeah, we'll we'll watch them more live on Thursday, and we'll, I'm sure we'll have plenty of commentary during those do you, games. Do you think this cataclysmic asteroid Brian's hoping for would be laced with fungus? Ooh, <laughs> fungi. <laughs> the, the the one that starts the whole uh, the Last of Us. To be clickers. <laughs> Don't get bit. <laughs> Don't get bit. <laughs> well, if we want. I- Talk Ironically, about... the, the the asteroid would be the size of a basketball. That's all. Right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> through the hoop, swish, catastrophic. He's ball. on fire. <laughs> NBA jam, 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 jam. <laughs> Onions. <laughs> so, so moving along here, do we want to 
continue being sad or should we let Joey talk about a team that's actually winning? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, one thing about the Iowa State women, I want to get out just out yeah. of the way because we're going to praise Caitlin Clark and I got to say one thing negative. She has stolen the spotlight from literally everyone else in the country. There, No one knows any other names. A- Ashley Jones uh, ended her career for playing Toledo this last weekend, and it, it was a tough loss. I watched it. They mm-hmm. just could not get anything going yeah. here. Um, she is second all-time in the Big 12, only behind Brittany Griner in scoring, and she is sixth all-time in scoring uh, above Maya Moore. Everyone heard of her? Mm-hmm. Maya Moore, you know, she, she is, she's above her, I think by about a hundred or so points fucking heard nothing. Why? Cause we had to hear about goddamn Caitlin Clark all fucking year. And uh, Caitlin Clark, please, Caitlin Clark. We have someone that's in the all time top 10 scoring zip, zip zero, nothing heard about her. But so, Brian, Caitlin Clark was responsible for 27 out of Iowa's 29 points in the third quarter. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> A triple double machine. Ah! Yeah. So it was just, it was kind of upsetting because it's just like she ended up on a sour note. Still ended up, again, sixth all time, second in, in Big 12. Wanted to give her props on that because now we get to hear more about Caitlin Clark. Hold on. We're, we're going to name the segment <coughs> Hour. You know, you know, I've I've seen my fair share of Iowa women's basketball here lately. I yeah. couldn't name another name on that team because. Even if somebody else is scoring, it's like, oh, Caitlin Clark with the pass to the person who made the assist. <laughs> that would be funny. Imagine she's like on the bench. Caitlin Clark with a sip. Oh, and someone made a three pointer switch, didn't even touch rim. And like, Caitlin, she's, uh, she's sipping it, on some water. It, it's kind of stupid to watch, honestly. So now to you, Joey. How did I play? <laughs> Man, it is amazing when you have the Patrick Mahomes. Of women's basketball on your team, and then <laughs> everyone else just gets a shit on you. You just get to hear and smile because it's fucking awesome. I, I now I get why you Chiefs fans love it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, it, it even Except- annoys me, Joey, whenever the defense is out there and it's not. Oh, Chris Jones just made a great sack. It's oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is gonna get him here when he gets the ball back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. Well, some of us wrote a blog about Santa giving Christmas gifts to people and did name that Caitlin Clark needs a longer trench coat so she could carry more people's tails because basically she carried the whole University of Iowa athletic department on her coattails this year. So uh, there's a reason why they talk about her. She is the most electrifying and greatest sports entertainer entertainer since The Rock. Uh, She has millions... (laughs) And millions of Hawkeye fans watching her around the world. Every I've got, night. I've got one question. How much of her nil deal is going to go to settling the racism suit that's against the University of Iowa? I think it's close. zero. That's Isn't private that money. Man. Oh, she gets to keep all that money. Okay. Yeah. No, the, the state of Iowa's paying for that, bud. Exactly. Oh, that's coming cents out of Brian's dollar. pocket. Yeah. Every <laughs> person has to pay sixty-seven cents. <laughs> but no, I, I would agree though, Joey, like she, she has, it, it's been her, uh, I can't even say Spencer Lee in the same conversation because it's different, but she, she's been in the spot, like Spencer Lee's in the spotlight in wrestling, but I mean, she's bringing national attention to women's basketball yeah. and specifically to the Hawkeye program. So I agree with you hundred percent. She, she has been the, the best Hawkeye sports entertainer this whole year. I, I wouldn't say all, <laughs> 
All since sports. The Rock was since running the... WWE. Yeah. No, I, 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 she's she's amazing. She is yeah. very fucking good. I've never seen a, I've never seen a woman be able to do Steph Curry type shit, and she does it night in, night out. Mm-hmm. Um, is she the most prolific scorer they've ever had? I don't even know if she's the best player in college basketball this year. Um, I don't even know her name. The guard from South Carolina, can't remember her fucking name, but she is lights out amazingly clutch. She can drive better than Clark. Um, she can't shoot as well as Clark, but I think that, you know, overall she's a better player than Kayla Clark. Doesn't matter. Um, I thought you meant like Clark, our, our co-host, drive better, no, no, no. like drive. I was just, what do you mean? That, that no. She could, well, holy shit, that, that's a two-way joke there. Uh, no, that's uh, not what I was getting at. But she's got the Hawkeyes. They're the two seed. They won the Big Ten championship. They're on the they're on the brink, man. They're they're Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I I think they're going to be in the Final Four. I had them losing to the Gamecocks in the final uh, in the Final Four. We'll see what happens. I, I think she keeps them in most games. I do think South Carolina is a better team. Um, Brittany McKenna or I can't remember what her name is, but she had 20 points in the last game as well. So it wasn't just Clark scoring, which is awesome. Um, I, I wait. I just you, think this you Iowa team you can't tell me her name because they didn't even mention her name whenever she was scoring. <laughs> but she does have an NIL shirt out now. Pretty eyes. Uh, my what was it? Pretty eyes. Clutch shooter. Um, together. I don't. I, it's a ray gun shirt. I'd have to look it up. But anyways, mm-hmm. good for her. Um, yeah. That, that's all I got on the Iowa women. They're, they're just supremely dominant, and they've been good so far. I think they're going to keep rolling until they get to the Final Four. Um, and then who knows? Uh, if Clark can pull out some more magic out of her out of her pants, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. A uh, couple things, Joey. One, it's Alia Boston for South Carolina. I just had to look it up. Thank but you. She was on the All-American team. Uh, mm-hmm. You got quite a bit of help here, which um, – it's kind of funny. The, the, there's a little side story to it, but Stanford lost to Ole Miss, one yep. versus the eight seed. We just saw Indiana. Indiana. Just lost. Yep, first time since 1998, two number one seeds in the women mm-hmm. tournament have not made the Sweet 16, which yep. that just shows you, like, if you're filling out brackets or how dominant, like, top-heavy schools are. You, I think we're in an age now you're going to start seeing with Transfer Portal, with being able yep. to immediately play. Yes. You're going to see a lot more parity in these sports, especially women's basketball. It has been so – Okay, UConn, Baylor, LSU, like you could just name five schools and you probably have named the champion. Now you have okay. Iowa that's being able to slip in there. You, you know, you're you're having more schools that are able to compete. Fairly Dickinson, a 16 seed, being able to beat a one seed, you know, mm-hmm. and that's more solid game plan. But um Iowa got a huge help with with Ole Miss beating Stanford. That was probably gonna be your biggest crutch getting to the final four on the women's. Well, side. and now Duke is losing to Colorado which also helps in that region. So that's and they're in the fourth quarter too, 46, yep. 43 right now. Uh, is it 46? Okay. Colorado has scored on this side. I got 46, 43 now. Um, either way uh, that helps. Um, and then just it, it, with the NIL stuff, there's a reason Ashley Jones is at Iowa state for all four years and is doing that well because, you know, she can make, make a living there now and still be a great player on a great team and help them out. I think NIL helps a lot of the smaller sports. Um, I, do I think it helps football all that much? Probably not. Um, but I, I think it helps level the playing field in almost every other sport, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I, I think it'll 
because I've heard the the We Will Collective for Iowa State. They've talked about how we're not going to be able to pay like a Caden Proctor. He wants whatever money. He, he is a top recruit. We're not going to be able to say here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars set aside for you. But mm-hmm. at a school like in Iowa and Iowa, and I think Iowa actually has a pretty sizable NIL from everything that I've read lately. But yep. these schools like at our at our size, Iowa State size, a little bit smaller, you're able to allow an Ashley Jones to stay for another year and allow you to compete and maybe the not money-making ones, but it gets you exposure. And we've, you know, the more we're learning about, honestly, I feel pretty stupid as a fan learning for the first time about how the tournament, hey, the 16 seed that plays two games, they get two payments going into, you know, for the next six years of, what did we say? It ended up being quarter, quarter million, 350,000, you know, Dickinson for the next, uh, from the next six years gets $700,000 for their athletic program that, I mean, that's fucking huge. That's a, that is a full, you know, uh, college football game, you know, getting paid to go play there. But they, I don't even think Fairleigh Dickinson has a football program. And if they do, it's not making the money that D1 schools are. So uh, I'm pretty sure that one year's payment is going to be able to build them a gym that's double the size of the one currently. Yeah. Do, do you know Truth. what their average attendance in that high school gym was? No I idea. Know. I know what it holds. It's like 2,700 people. 2,700. Their average attendance this year was 321 people. And they took Uh, down the fucking literal Goliath. Did, uh, did anybody else look up where Fairleigh Dickinson is located? Uh, the only thing I know is it's in the Northeast because they're in the Northeast conference. They are in New Jersey. They're one of the Mm. New Jersey slayers now. Uh, we got St. Peter's coming out of there. Princeton is from New Jersey. Uh, they've had a nice run as a no- number 15 seed this year. And then, uh, yeah, Fairleigh Dickinson comes out of New Jersey. And actually, when you look it up on a map, they're like a block away from the New York Jets training facilities. Mm. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, so their most famous alumnus, Dan Levitard's father, Poppy Levitard, got an engineering degree from there. I was sure he's the most popular, the uh, most yeah. famous. That's what I found today. Yeah, but you always listen to Levitard show, so. I mean, did I do any other research? No, but yeah. That's okay. <laughs> okay, here it is. Sorry, I had to figure. So, like, another big thing for these schools, like, why these upsets, again, adds to why I love March Madness these first couple weekends. You know, for a few schools here, because they made huge runs like for remember George Mason, when they made their run way back in the day, just out of fucking nowhere, you know, enrollment for the school went up 350%. Um, at Butler, when they made their finals runs, they got, they, it allowed them to build a $36 million renovation to their stadium. Um, let me see VCU, their annual gifts increased up to $5 million. Like, let me see what their previous was. Uh, previously it was 1.5. So their donations literally tripled, you know, by making a run in the tournament. And you can see VCUs now is a respected basketball school and they're making runs for it. Thanks to Shaka Smart. Um, Florida Gulf Coast, um, 19, uh, excuse me. They increased their fundraising for the school from 14 million for, with their one fifteen over two upset to 33 million. So, I mean, I guess all I'm saying is that that's what I love about the, the tournament and, and seeing these huge upsets that, that are happening is just, I mean, it, yeah. Okay, cool. It's, it's fun to, to shit on Purdue. It, it actually is, but right. you know, knowing that it's actually making a huge financial difference to these schools too, you know, I think it was St. Francis. Oh my goodness. St. Francis, Brooklyn. That's in the Northeast conference with, um, 
with Fairleigh Dickinson, they just shut down their whole athletic program. Tw- 21 sports are now canceled because they can't afford it. You know, this type of run, you know, it saves schools. Th- that one probably literally helped save the school if they weren't pretty close. I mean, they, they could be on the verge like they were. Right. Makes complete sense. So how I, do you think St. Gotta... Peter's has done this year? Um, I, I don't, I think they were around 500. I, I actually looked up their record the other day, but the again, women weren't it, very good. I, I'm more talking about their school and their program, you know, after oh. last year's run, they probably, oh. I apologize. That that was from an article. Cause they've now you, now you've seen in the last decade, the difference on what it's made. But I mean, remember you'd hear stories about St. Peter's. They couldn't get practice because they had to rent out the gym to, to earn money. You know, you know, it would be the, they rent out like the facilities for like birthday parties and shit. Now they're probably, Hey, we don't have to rent it out when we have practice, you know, or, you know, can't shower there or shit. You know, they actually able to put some money in the program. Now. Speaking of money in the program, I got to bring it up. Uh, how many more puppies do you think that Kim Mulkey will kill to make herself a new wardrobe with every win they get in the tournament? Uh, 101. <laughs> so random she... number didn't come from anywhere. I, I mean, that, that was, I, that, that is where you, I, I feel confident where if I did something, you would tell me, Brian, don't do that. You look like a jackass where she needs more. She needs less. Yes. People in her group and more people like Kim. You look like Corella Dwell with the, no offense, you're getting older. Your, your hair's the the polka dots, the, especially white on black polka dots. Come yeah. on, man. Come on, lady. <laughs> that was a, that was a very rough look for her. I figured she was just embracing it. You know, she she heard that. I just every time I see her, I just think Cruella Deville. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Mulkey, big Pulse of the Heartland fan. She listens. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then she wore that jacket and that suit. She gave the people what we wanted. Yep. She's going to be texting Ryan, let, letting him have it later. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, are we done with basketball? Yeah, I suppose let's get the heartbreaking wrestling out of the way. Literally, this might have been one of our worst sports weekends with all of our favorite people, other than Caitlin Clark and the women's basketball everyone lost in the state of Iowa, man. Yeah, I won't. I don't know if you want me to lead it off, but I don't want to jump into this too much. I'd rather save some for Thursday. Let me get over the heartbreak a little bit more. Um, But, you know, biggest storylines of the weekend for wrestling. Uh, Penn State wins their uh, second national championship in a row. Um, They have two national champions. Uh, Yanni Diakamahalis wins. He becomes a four-timer. Spencer Lee does not loses in the semifinals, uh, and David Carr loses or wins the series, but loses the national championship against Keegan O'Toole. So, lots more to cover on that, but we can get initial thoughts from Bryant and then everyone else. But I'll cover more in depth once the uh, once Thursday <laughs> comes around the amateur hour. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, all all our guys lost, and it's it's the same thing. I don't know how much Spencer wrestled him. This is where I mean. This is where you, where you make your career, dude, because you can't – we've all – I guess, Clark, I'm not sure if you wrestled, but, you know, when you wrestle the same person again and again and again, you can be better than them, but that's what's great about wrestling is the, if you win the last time, yeah, you're 1-7 versus them. You won when it mattered the most. 
Right. Right. And I think they did a they did a thing with Keegan O'Toole, uh, his interview after he got off the mat. Mm-hmm. And the interviewer's like, you know, I saw you when you lost to the Big 12s and you came off, you know, hot-headed. Your mind was clicking how you were going to get better. And you went in and had a two-hour practice immediately after that. And he's like, yeah, I want to beat that guy. Like, I'm so grateful that he's here. I'm so grateful that he's pushing me to get better. And he's like, I haven't came out of the wrestling room the last two weeks. He's like, I put all my heart and soul into this matchup. So stuff like that's awesome. That's why I love college wrestling. Um, As far as Spencer Lee goes, um, I don't understand the strategy of not going on top there. I, I know you're only up by one, but you're Spencer Lee. You've ridden out everyone in the fucking world and you go bottom <clears throat> for some reason it was strange to me but it whatever seemed like a little bit of like like not, a not thinking in the moment like cocky like oh yeah i can like mm-hmm. I, the, i'm spencer i can do whatever i want and i'm going to prove yep. i can do that it's like just play it safe man you, yep. you, yeah sorry sorry he didn't even go on top or on bottom he went neutral and matt ramos has already taken down in that match so yeah, yeah stuff like that it, it doesn't make any sense to me and it doesn't for anybody else. I just, my ending thoughts on that is I really, really hope that he was actually hurt and not just forfeiting to forfeit out because it's a bad look. Um, granted, it is something that no one else in the world ever understands because Dan Gable lost in the finals. Spencer, he didn't have to try to wrestle back for third. Uh, mm-hmm. Spencer Lee lost in the semifinals. Like, if you've put your whole heart and soul into that, that's like a family member dying type of thing. So um, I don't know. Uh, Kyvin Gadsden, for all the shit I talk about him on Combat Sports Pod and the Amateur Hour, he really put it in perspective. So if you're looking for kind of what my thoughts would be on that, look up Kyvin Gadsden on what he said on Twitter, and it's uh, it'll put in perspective what a college athlete thinks about at that point. So uh, that's kind of what I got. I've got an amateur take. Terry. His mom ran out of glasses. Oh jeez, I was, I was literally just gonna say I fucking hated that man. Like, I, like I couldn't watch that clip enough. Every time I watched okay. it, I chuckled. Like it's like, oh my god, like this is the moment the camera's watching. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And and she doesn't even care. Like she she's a world ju- or judo champion and just is amazing at grappling. She sure showed anyway. those glasses. She is. Damn. Oh god, yeah. She she's. She's all about that. They get in front of the cameras all the time. And when he lost to Austin DeSanto, his championship match, his senior year, uh, his mom was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. He didn't wrestle well. And we, he has to get better. He's not going to win four NCAA championships if he doesn't get better. And that was the goal then. I mean, you can tell that, that whole family has put everything they can into this. And two knee surgeries later, her son, you know, being there for almost six years now, I'd break my fucking glasses too. Like that's a whole nother ordeal. I, if you've never ran into a wrestling mom, try not to, and do not ever <laughs> piss her off about her kids. I've watched my mom literally run down another mom, not in a car or anything, but run her down and start yelling, you bitch, come here and fucking talk to me. And I'm like, Holy shit. Where did this come from? Yeah. I, I mean, it was like, and again, it was one of those moments, the camera knew exactly what they were trying to do. But like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like you said, we, we can all like, oh, I was the best in high school, whatever. That is a completely different mentality. Yeah. They're in, like, we always kind of poke fun at like Tom Cruise and how psychotic he is about like filmmaking. And like, you have to be that mentally 
a, a little crazy to do that. Yeah. Same thing with Spencer. Like you said, you've had this goal for well over five years at this point, like, and you're mentally vested in that. Your family is, like you said, or I guess probably seven if he's been in college for six years. But, you know, mm-hmm. if they're talking about in high school winning four national championships and builds up to that, I'm surprised it was only the glasses that got broken and not anyone else, you know? Yep. Well, and it reminds me of last year when David Carr came back and won third after losing in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Like, or I think he even lost in the quarterfinals. He might have lost earlier. But that takes extreme balls when you're the heavy, heavy favorite to win that. And that was a year where he was only going for back-to-back. He wasn't going for four in a row. Yeah. Um, and kudos to him for doing that. A lot of guys can't do that. You see a lot of people that were ranked number one or, you know, going for back-to-back championships – they lose that one, and they're not even you know on the podium whatsoever. Yeah, they give um, fuck less at that point. Exactly, and it, it takes a special person to come back at that point. So, um, I get wanting Spencer to wrestle the whole weekend. I want to see him wrestle more, but there's always freestyle. I, I hope he, whatever he did hurt, hopefully he comes back healthy for this summer and he's at final X. So, yep. give me that shit. Green. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, cover more wrestling on Thursday. Watched my boy Hendrickson lose there in the yep. uh, semifinals. He uh, lost it to Kirk v- Kirkvleet from mm-hmm. uh, Penn State. So I, I feel like I disagree with you with him choosing to go bottom in the third. He was only trailing 3-2 at that point, and he did better when they were up neutral in the first. He got the takedown. That's how he got his two, two points. So that's my take. Uh, Kirkfleet got two from a reversal, I do believe. So, oh, in Hendrickson. Okay, I, th- I thought you were talking the Spencer Lee one still. Yeah, yeah I, I did too. So Hendrickson. Re- yeah, refresh my memory. What happened again? He was he was up two three or down two three. He started up uh, two nothing, and then I think it was two nothing, and then Kirkfleet got a point. Uh, escape and a takedown. Sh- huh? He would have gotten an escape and a takedown. He he got an escape, which got him one, and he didn't get a takedown. It was okay. whenever he chose bottom with uh, Hendrickson on his back, he got a reversal. That's where mm. he's got. That's where he got his two points. Okay. So, so that's why, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, that you score more points from the bottom, but Hendrickson performed better from the neutral position. He got the takedown there, and that's what got him points. So that's why I would have preferred to see him go neutral in the third. But yeah. But especially at heavyweight, they sweat so much that it's hard to get your neutral takedowns. Um, so coming out from the bottom and getting a, a one and then starting back up to neutral, that's why you usually see people go down, especially at heavyweight, because they're usually strong in the hips and can stand up. But yeah, made, it's a different animal. So He made a couple kicks in the mm-hmm. third trying to get a reversal going, just couldn't escape that yeah. grip. So, And you saw what he did to Cass. I mean, with Hendrickson being longer and taller than most guys um he can he can go down and come out where against Kirkfleet he's not the longer and taller guy he's he's probably actually shorter than Kirkfleet so it it's a tough choice either way because it's hard to get on Kirkfleet's legs so yeah I I agree with you Uh, I think that he could have done neutral and been just fine but also as with his explosiveness on his hips he could have got out and got another an extra point and then got a takedown so either way um let's see they're here nor there anymore so all right well we want to wrap it up here sure cool so all right well we do appreciate everyone joining us here like we said we'll we'll do 
I think we're going to plan Thursday this week for uh, for amateur hour, just kind of, you know, talking about the Sweet 16, the upcoming weekend, break, probably break down a little bit more into the wrestling. I know we actually went quite a bit more than what we were expecting here, but um, yeah. do appreciate you listening here. Joe, you want to hit them with the socials quick? Yep. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Heartland Pulse, and uh, search Pulse of the Heartland on Facebook and YouTube. Awesome. Well, we do appreciate you. We'll see you Thursday. Bye, everybody. Peace.